This podcast is a publication of the Engineering Management Institute, where we are committed to building professional development systems, including project management and people leadership programs that support the growth of engineers and their firms. Download our AE Industry Trends Report for insights on the great resignation, remote work productivity, and people-centric cultures. To get your copy, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Welcome to this episode of the Engineering Project Management Podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping project managers sharpen their PM skills. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano, and in this episode of the Engineering Project Management Podcast, I'll be talking about why project managers in the architecture, engineering, and construction, or AEC industry, must not only manage scope, schedule, and budget, but also must lead people effectively. This will be a shorter episode, but it's one that I've been wanting to record for a long time because I think the message out there to PMs in the AEC space is just manage scope, schedule, budget, and you'll be fine. But that is not the case. All right, so let's jump in here on this topic. We do a ton of of project management training, or as I like to say, learning and development in the AEC space, we build custom programs for companies of all sizes in the AEC space. And so I've had a lot of experience now over the years in interviewing project managers at firms, understanding their challenges and where they really need help. You know, we've even done some assessment work. We're developing a new assessment, actually working with the Harrison Group to develop a PM competency assessment tool just for PMs in the AEC space. So the point of all that is that I really know what the strengths are and weaknesses are typically. And one of the bigger weaknesses is managing or leading people. And I always like to tell our clients that one of the biggest misnomers about project management in general is that the word people is left out of the term project management. And I totally understand when people say that project management is kind of managing tasks in a project and then people, leadership is leading people. But the bottom line is that project managers have to do both. And so what I want to do in this episode is just kind of walk through the five project management process groups from the Project Management Institute and talk about why managing and leading people or interacting with people is so critical in each of these process groups, just to reinforce the fact that project managers are people leaders. So our five process groups are initiate, plan, execute, monitor, and control, and your closeout. The first process group is initiate, right? That's when you're really setting up the project for success from the beginning. And typically what's involved in the initiating phase is establishing clear expectations with all of the project stakeholders, right? Which could be internal or which could be external, depending on the size and type of organization that you work in, which in essence requires very effective communication with all parties involved. So Okay, scope, schedule, budget. That's great. You're scoping your project or at least reviewing a scope that was agreed upon at the RFP phase and your initiate phase. But think about the importance of your ability to interact and lead people in the initiating phase of the project. In fact, if you mess this phase up because you're not able to interact or clearly communicate with someone, the whole project could go off on a tangent or go down the wrong track because the scope isn't clear, the expectations aren't clear. 
in our programs, we have a great tool that we utilize with our clients and with the PMs that we're training on being able to sit down with the client and go through kind of a checklist or a list of questions that we've created to help flush that out. But again, to do that, you have to be comfortable dealing with people. So your ability to interact with people in the initiate phase can literally make or break your project, right? So that's your first process group. The second one is your planning phase of the project. In your planning phase, you create a plan. A lot of times you'll hear it referred to as the PMP or the project management plan. Some of our clients require their PMs to create a PMP for all of their projects. Some of them don't. Some of them recommend it. What I've seen companies do really well is have a larger PMP for large projects and a more simplistic one-page PMP for smaller projects. We try to use a simple PMP at EMI for our projects, just again, to lay out all of the parameters. But here's the point. You're going to develop a solid PMP, but what good is that PMP if you can't communicate it effectively to all of the stakeholders again on the project? Right? It's so critical to be able to communicate what's in that plan to, again, internal and external stakeholders, which might include the project goals, their role with those goals. Other things that may be included, client sensitivities, specific things about this project, a technical situation on this project that we need to be very aware of. So again, your analytical skills may come into play when you're working through the plan and organizing the plan and thinking through all the things that can happen. But then those right brain skills, those people skills, the ability to lead people, communicate with people are going to come into play when you have to communicate that plan effectively. Your third phase or step in the process here is to execute your project, right? The execution phase is where the real work happens. Project managers will work closely with their team members, their clients, and other consultants to make sure in the execution phase that all the deliverables are met, right? We have to now do what we said we were going to do. And to me, this phase is all about leadership, collaboration, and constant interaction with people. In fact, when we do our programs, we like to incorporate delegation, training on delegation for the execution phase of your project because you're constantly... What happens with a lot of PMs is, again, they revert to their analytical skills, their technical skills, and they dive into the details on their projects and the project falls behind. Instead, what has to happen is you need to ramp up your people skills here and your leadership skills and your mentorship skills, and you need to start delegating more. You need to start working on the project, not in the project. We like to reinforce to the PMs that go through our programs, you are the CEO of your projects. And I attribute that quote to Ann Tomalavage who's a PE and a PMP and one of our instructors at EMI, you are the CEO of your projects, right? How many CEOs do you know that can't interact with people? And so if you're looking at the five phases, you can make a case that your people skills will be most heavily leaned on in the execution phase of your project. The fourth process group is to monitor and control your project, right? As you're going through the project, you need to monitor and control it and make sure that the project is on budget, that it's on schedule, Every firm uses different tools, different dashboards that they use to do this. And this is the one phase where you might think seems really less focused on people interaction, right? Because you're just monitoring numbers, monitoring the schedule. But I actually disagree with that. I actually think, again, it's a critical part of this process. What if a project that you're tracking is trending over budget or it's behind schedule? Well, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to go around to your different team members. Again, they could be internal, they could be subconsultants, and you're going to have to go back and forth with them and try to understand why there is an overage in the budget. Why are we trending a month later than we're supposed to be? 
right? This is a critical problem-solving exercise when you get into the monitoring and controlling on your project. And in fact, one of the things that we teach in our programs is earn value. And if you're not familiar with earn value, essentially what it is, is you're constantly checking the amount of dollars you've spent on each phase of your project, right? So if you have a phase of your project that's $10,000 to do a study, you want to check it and let's say, okay, as of today, we've spent $5,000. Now, knowing that you spent $5,000 is pretty much useless information unless you know how much progress you've actually made, right? What's that physical percent complete? So then what you need to do is communicate with your team members and say, hey, listen, we've spent half the budget for the study. Are we halfway done? And if they say, yeah, we're about 50% done, then you're fine. If they say, well, we're only 25% done, well, then you're in trouble. If they say, we're basically done already, well, then you're in very good shape. So it may seem that monitoring and controlling your project is a very analytical, very numbers-driven, very dashboard-driven phase of the project. But to me, it's one of the phases where you're going to have to interact with people most to get the information you need to properly monitor and control your project. And then last but certainly not least is the closeout phase of your project. In the closing phase of the project, project managers are involved in various activities such as invoicing, right, that final invoice, gathering client feedback, maybe debriefing with team members, doing a lessons learned we like to recommend, and maybe even creating a marketing profile of your project for future projects. And each one of these tasks involves heavy interaction with people and it will definitely impact the project's overall success, right? So your invoicing, probably what you'll have to do in this phase is not just the invoicing, which I know is more of, a, again, a technical or analytical or numbers-driven task, but you're going to have to send the client the last invoice and follow up with them to now get payment, right? The project is over. And if they weren't that happy with the results, collecting on an invoice could be difficult and your people skills may really come into play. Gathering client feedback. It's so important to get client feedback at the end of your projects. In the AEC industry, most of our clients, 70 to 85% of their work is repeat business. So if you're not constantly getting feedback from your clients and having that feedback loop and improving, then you're going to lose a lot of business. And you need to ramp up your people skills and your ability to lead and interact with people to get that feedback and implement it. And the other one I mentioned, debriefing team members. This is a huge miss for so many PMs in the industry. When you're finished with your project, you must get together with your team and debrief the project. In our programs, we typically provide a framework for doing kind of a lessons learned meeting, right? So that you can learn the different lessons from the project and apply them to the next one. But again, a PM that's not comfortable with interacting with people not comfortable with maybe having some difficult conversations and being able to ask someone, why did we go over on this project? Why was the client upset about this area? It would be difficult for you to instill that accountability and learn from what happened on a project. And also marketing, right? Marketing and business development is something that PMs are really tasked to do these days. I mean, you've heard the term seller-doer, right? PMs and consultants are expected to get the work, manage the work, and then go and get more work. It's just kind of the nature of the business these days. And you're not going to be able to get more work if you can't interact with people. Key takeaway here is that throughout the entire project management process, throughout the five process groups, initiate, plan, execute, monitor and control and closing out your project. It's not just about managing data and resources. It's not just about managing scope, schedule and budget. All I hear is people say that if you manage scope, schedule and budget, you'll be a great PM. 
but really it's about leading people, interacting with people, and being a great people person. Building strong relationships, mastering effective communication, and demonstrating strong leadership skills are just as vital as your scope, schedule, and budget. So please, if you're listening to this as a project manager and you're looking for one way that you can really improve yourself going forward, I would ask you to focus on the human element of project management because being able to have those types of interactions will truly determine the success of your projects and of you as a project manager and ultimately of your division or your team and the company that you work for. So by understanding and valuing the people involved, you can ensure a much smoother project execution process and ultimately have more successful projects. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was a shorter one, but I I just think it's such an important message that I wanted to spend an episode on it. Please remember that you can find the show notes for all of our episodes at engineeringpmpodcast.com. That's engineeringpmforprojectmanagementpodcast.com. There you will find all of our past episodes. We've had some dynamic PMs across the industry on our episodes, and we're always looking for more guests. So you can go to our website, again, engineeringpmpodcast.com. Just click on the contact button and submit guests to us, or maybe you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn or through our website and let me know that you're interested in coming on the podcast because you have some PM skill sets or lessons that you want to share. And again, you can find links to all the resources that we mentioned in our podcast on all of our show notes pages. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering project management endeavors.